It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm doing great. Did you have a lovely, uh, long Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, my gosh. Outstanding. How about you? Good. You went to Disneyland. <laughs> I did. Yeah. For once, I'm the one that went to Disneyland, not Keith. And yes, I got to take my two-year-old to Disneyland, and it was so much fun. Well, I'll we go... haven't even talked about it yet. No, we haven't. We, I mean, this is not the podcast. No, for it. I, I <laughs> this have is not fi- the Disney podcast. If, if we if we really got into it, we would take like you know the t- full duration of the show. Just know that Keith and I will be having a long conversation about this later. Yes, if <laughs> but you want, if you want to hear more, tweet us. For this, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about rapper Trippy Red notching his first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart. And there's a new top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart from Arizona Zervas. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correct. I feel so bad. <laughs> with his streaming and TikTok fave, Roxanne. Plus, it is our annual holiday episode. Ding dong, ding <laughs> dong. We are going to take a look at some of the most notable new holiday tunes you're sure to be hearing all over your favorite playlists and radio stations this month. And to help celebrate the season, we have an interview with someone who just dropped a new holiday album herself. Adina Menzel. That's right. The Frozen Queen. <laughs> Adele Dazeem. <laughs> Adele Dazeem, oh everybody. Um, that's right. Adina Menzel, the Frozen Queen and Tony Award winner, recently released her second holiday album, Christmas, A Season of Love. And uh, we chatted with the singer and actress about her new album, its collaborations with Ariana Grande, Billy Porter, and Josh Gad. And of course, that little movie you may have heard of. Frozen 2. <laughs> but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. So let's do the chart chat. Uh, first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, rapper Trippy Red lands his first number one as a love letter to you for debuts atop the tally. Now the is set- this fourth love letter to one person, or is this to a fourth lady? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> the set earned 104,000 equivalent album units in the week ending November 28th, according to Nielsen Music, uh, with the bulk of that sum driven by streaming activity, of course. Uh, the album is actually one of four debuts in the top 10, as it's joined by Jason Aldean's Nine at number two, Coldplay's Everyday Life at number seven, and YNW Melly's Melly versus Melvin at number eight. Fun fact, 
YNW Melly is actually currently in jail right now. Yeah. Plus the Frozen 2 Not soundtrack. Nope. Well, it's an it's a it's a fact. Yeah. Plus the Frozen 2 soundtrack storms up the chart, climbing 15 to 3 as the album got a big boost in its second week on the chart thanks to the film's premiere in theaters on November 22nd, the first day of the tracking week for the album chart. Uh, next, over on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, as Post Malone's Circles stands still at number one for a second week, Arizona Zervas zooms into the top ten with his streaming and TikTok-fueled hit Roxanne. Uh, the track, the artist's first chart hit, rises 12 to 5, powered largely by streaming activity. Uh, the track is a monster on streaming services and, of course, has its own dance challenge on TikTok. Could this be the next Old Town Road? After all, that track was born from TikTok, too. Call up Billy Ray Cyrus for the remix. Oh, hell. <laughs> anything is possible. All right, so it's time to talk holidays. Yeah. And before we get to our interview with Adina Menzel, we wanted to pause and just take a look at some notable new holiday tunes that could be on your airwaves for the rest of the season and perhaps further seasons to come. Yeah. Um, so let's get right into it and start with the Jonas Brothers' new single, Like It's Christmas. Let's take a listen. You make every day feel like it's Christmas, every day that I'm with you. All right. Uh, what do we think of the Joe Bros? Like it's Christmas. So many snaps. So many claps. So many snaps. So many claps. <laughs> it's a snap and clap and kind of thing. Um, I think it's it's... It's it's immediately familiar because they use all sort of the tropes of the holiday season. Yeah. There's snow and the lights and the, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, just it makes you sort of picture the holidays. And um, out of all the songs that we're going to hear, I think that it is the most likely to be heard in my Old Navy this holiday season. In Old Navy? <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's what it made me think of. Um, I, you know, they do, they, they do a thing that seems very comfortable and... Um, uh, familiar, you know, they take the, the the they compare the feeling of being with someone you love to to Christmas to Christmas, the magical feeling of being around Christmas. I I, I, I love the Joe Bros, so this is not shade. I just want to say that, like their new music, their new album, Sucker, etc., is so good that I wanted a little more from this. Like mm. I wanted this to be a little bit maybe edgier. I felt it was a bit long, actually. Yeah, I felt so, like it was about a minute too long. So we're, this is it's it's good. It's, it's serviceable. Good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Next up, we have. Holiday faves Pentatonix with their new virtual collaboration with the late Whitney Houston on Do You Hear What I Hear? And let's hear a bit of it. Okay, Keith, start us off. Well, I, I mean, weirdly, like we took, we were listening to these songs before the show and we took independent notes and we're sharing our notes for the first time. I actually didn't take any notes because I just like listening to Whitney's voice. Oh my God. I literally, my notes are like so long for all the other ones. And in this one, I just wrote, yes. Yeah. I, (laughs) I, 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 I said something great and then I just sort of trailed off. It's just, it's just great. Whitney's vocals. I love that. Like between a higher love and this, like that Whitney's like back on our radio because she should be. Um, and this is just perfect to me. Like, I always loved the Do You Hear What I Hear Whitney version. From the 1987 charity album, A Very Special Christmas. And this 100% elevates it. And you hear, we were talking about, you hear this really high quality vocal, too. Right. Like, they clearly, like, you know, had, like, the masters and, like, Super tuned it up. Super where this, the vocal came from and how they cleaned it it's up. It's lovely. Um, yeah, it's great. It's also just great to hear Whitney. And always. Frankly, I feel like the song should be billed, like, like Whitney Houston and Pentatonix. Featuring Pentatonix. Because it's Pentatonix featuring Whitney. Right. Like, mm, I, I mean, know. it's their arrangement. True. But yeah. But I mean, it, it's all about that Whitney here. vocal, yeah. obviously. 
So finally, we're going to take a listen to one more new track, but there are a number of others that you should be on the lookout for, including Steve Perry of Journey, Silver Bells, Matt Nathanson's Christmas, Baby Please Come Home, and Little Mix's One I've Been Missing. A friend of the podcast, Little Mix. Indeed, but let's finish with a new track from our special guest this week, a new friend of the podcast, Adina Menzel, Caroling Caroling, and here is a bit of it. Caroling, caroling, now we go. Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling. All right, Keith, what do you think of Adina's impeccable vocal on this song? Um, I, <laughs> oh, I, I just shared my own thoughts on that one. So I guess she has an impeccable <laughs> vocal. Um, my thought is that it reminded me, it immediately reminded me of when I put on my old vinyl Julie Andrews Christmas albums mm. from like the 50s or 60s, the 60s, I guess, um, because she, uh, Adina's tone is just so operatic and so she can hit these amazing notes mm-hmm. and she just has like a voice that is so perfectly suited to these kinds of Christmas songs yes. and it just has this warmth and this it's just she has the right voice for the right kind of songs and you're just like you can sing the phone book lady and the word I wrote down is traditional like this is a yeah. very traditional take on Carolyn Caroling that you it will plug right into your radio station your holiday radio station this year I expect to hear it everywhere. Alrighty. And now it's time for our interview with Medina Menzel. The singer and actress called in to talk about her brand new holiday album, Christmas, A Season of Love. The set's collaborations with some amazing singers like Ariana Grande, Billy Porter, and Josh Gad. And of course, we talk about that little under the radar indie film, you know, the one you might have heard of, Frozen 2, in which she reprises her role as Elsa. Oh, I saw Elsa yesterday. Disneyland. Disneyland. It wasn't Adina. So take a listen to our chat with Adina Menzel. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Adina Menzel, how are you? I'm good. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, that's we're honored that you're here, frankly. <laughs> you're honored that I'm honored? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm honored that you're honored that I'm honored that you're honored. <laughs> I think we're writing a new Broadway show tune right now. Um, well, you have a brand new holiday album out called Christmas, A Season of Love. And yeah. this is actually your second holiday album after Holiday Wishes a couple of years ago. So, you know, I was wondering, was it fun for you to do a second album and maybe like, you know, record some songs that you didn't get to do the, the first time around? Yeah, I just, I've really been wanting to um, do an album where I get to do, do a whole big band jazzy genre. It's a, that music is something I love to do. It's music I sang when I was younger. And um I felt like a Holly album would lend itself to that. And then it's a culmination of the events of sort of Frozen coming out and, you know, this being the season of my sweet, beautiful little snow queen and <laughs> um, having been in the studio and written a song with my friend Jonas Mirren that was called, that is called At This Table, which ended up being a song about inclusion and acceptance and forgiveness and a song that I felt was really um a love letter to my friends who don't feel like they can be themselves when they come home and um it felt like a real a real holiday song you know so that kind of um that spurred me to want to uh, curate 
a bunch of songs for a holiday album and then um i just felt really inspired and i started going back and listening to the ones that i love which are like sinatra and ella fitzgerald and a lot of the nostalgic big band dean martin louis armstrong and that's kind of where i lived for a while and figured out what songs i wanted to record wow and you have some amazing features on this album, too, including uh, your duet with Ariana Grande on a hand for Mrs. Claus. Um, yeah, that's actually an original song. That's the only other original song on the album. And that was written by Bobby and Kristen Lopez, who are the composers of all the Frozen music. Yeah, you're and pretty so, familiar with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I called them. I was like, would you guys write me an original song for a holiday album? And they were like, and they were like sure. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Kristen came back and she was like, okay, I wrote you a feminist song, a feminist Ooh. Christmas song. It's called How About a Hand for Mrs. Claus because she never gets any respect. <laughs> and um, so, and then Ariana was so generous in her touring, crazy touring schedule to find time to record the song with me. And I just, I'm indebted to her. When did you actually first meet Ari? I know she's like such a huge fan of Wicked, so I'm sure that she yeah, you know, was stalking your stage at door the... at some point. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I met her at the Wicked reunion show. Okay. That Which was so did. great, by the way. It was on TV Thanks. last year. It was so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And um, and we have the same manager now. And so we've just had a chance to really get to know one another. And I adore her. I also am a huge fan of hers. I think she's an incredible singer. And um, I'm lucky to have her on this album. Oh, wait. I... I question i know another question about ari but did you actually record it together in the studio or did you sort of do it like in in different places because she's like crazy busy and you're crazy yes busy? Uh, yes we did it in different places although she was so sweet she would text she'd send me like every two lines that she recorded she'd send like a little voice memo and go how's this <laughs> and do, you, do you want me to do a riff here and i'd say just be you i don't care you're ariana grande and she's like no i want you to be happy and then she'd say what if on this lyric and i said yes that's great and then I said, okay, wait, we're going to put in um, eight extra bars of a drum fill just so there's room for you to do a crazy Ariana riff. And then, <laughs> you know, it was just so funny. And then she keeps sending me little MP3s of what she was doing and making sure that I was happy. And I, every time I was like, I'm happy. I'm just glad she's fucking doing it. Oh. You were together virtually. We virtually, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I was that's really, just the way it goes. I was really hoping you'd go for some sort of, like, I hope you're happy too pun, but I'm, <laughs> yeah, just throwing she in would, the wicked. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised she didn't do that. Yeah. Um, she sends me green hearts on everything. Oh, it's always green hearts. That's, yeah. that's adorable. Um, <laughs> no, it is. It is. Um, okay, so um, also on the album, you have a song with your Frozen 2 co-star Josh Gad. Um, we wish you the merriest. Um, yeah. I mean, super simple question. I mean, obviously, Josh is amazing, and you've probably been friends for a long time. But how did that track come about? Was it something that you guys always wanted to do so, together? No, no. That's a song that I stumbled upon when I was going through all of that music that I love. And I was trying to find a, you know, I want, I know you have to do mostly songs that people know, traditional holiday songs. Well, but you I don't have to, Adina. You can <laughs> do whatever you want. I think people <laughs> enjoy that. And, but then I want to do a few that maybe haven't been overly done. And I found um, that song, which was Sinatra and Bing Crosby. And um, and what better song for two Jews to do but a song called We Wish You the Merriest, where they never <laughs> actually say the word Christmas. Right, right. Perfect. <laughs> um, but so it's a really funny song. They improv it. They're just, it's like they're hanging out in Vegas, you know, doing their thing. And so I thought, oh, okay, this is a good song for Josh to come in on because he'll he'll just 
make it funny and be spontaneous. And so he actually also, he was in London working, so he did it from London. That we did together, but with technology. Oh, cool. And yeah, and I originally put it in a key that I thought was right for him. It turns out it was completely wrong. He sings in my key. <laughs> <laughs> As does Billy Porter, by the way, who's the other um, guest on the album. They both have incredibly high, high voices. I mean, I knew they had high voices, but I didn't think it was exactly in my key. And it, they sing in my key. That's amazing. You planned it. You yeah. planned it so well, you didn't realize how well you planned this. <laughs> You know, um, right there in the title of the album is A Season of Love. And of course, um, you famously were in the original production of Rent. And we're right. wondering, like, when when did it occur to you that Seasons of Love would work so well yeah, as a holiday song? I was just driving around um, listing the stuff in my car, thinking about what I wanted to do for the album. Um, oh, I always like to root everything I do from a really true, honest place, you know, and I was thinking about a set list for a concert I was doing, and I was like, oh, I want to do Seasons of Love. And then I was oh, my God, Seasons of Love? I do that song all the time. I never realized it was a holiday song. And so I just thought it was perfect, and why not pay tribute to it in the title because it's where I got my star, and it's really um, the sentiment that I wholeheartedly believe and want people to feel from this album and what I think Jonathan Larson, when he wrote that music, believed, which was that, um, you know, everyone is it, it, that love makes the world a better place, really. And there's no day but today and that that um, those messages. And um, I just want everyone to feel included in this album, you know. I yeah. feel like you've started something. I feel like that's going to be officially yeah. like a, a holiday song now after this. Well, I did it. And then I had it arranged um, by Stephen Aremus, who's a music director of Wicked and Mormon. I mean, a million things. And I said, let's take the motif from Christmas Bells, which is sort of an operatic song within Rent, um, where they sing about Christmas bells mm. are ringing. It has this motif that feels very uh, jubilant. And then go into seasons of love from there. So we tried to rearrange it so it would feel a little bit more um, holiday-ish. That's perfect. Yeah. And of course, given the season, we've got to talk about Frozen 2 that, as well. That little movie. The, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when you did the first film, uh, which of course was an enormous success, um, was it always understood that like, if there was a sequel, sequel, you were there, like you were obviously like a hundred percent in. Honestly, you um, no. I mean, you, you would hope that, and um, but maybe it's the insecure actor in me that never knows when she's going to get fired off a job. But you never take things for granted. Sure, you're so, Elsa. But, I mean, uh, I don't think I'm Elsa, hmm. but it's not my face, so I guess they could replace oh, me. Oh my but god! I, you know, you never know. So I don't um, think they could like suddenly have Jonathan Groff do it or Josh. <laughs> I don't think. I'd like to hear that though. Um, well, that's it's funny that you say that because that was a life lesson for me to say to myself recently, actually, um, when I saw this film, to say, you know what, it's we all that's you know this is what makes me special. I have this voice. No one's going to sound like me. And um, and yes, I'm surrounded by this incredible creative team and incredible songwriters and the animators. But there is something in my life and in 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 my heart and who I am that I bring to the way that I sing and I choose to communicate in this world. And hopefully that is, um, you know, 
extraordinary to me. And um, that's all I can keep telling myself as I fake it till I make it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made it. I think you made it. Girl, you made it. Um, there, there's a song in the movie, and it's called Into the Unknown. And it's getting a lot of comparisons uh, to the first film's runaway hit and epic, majestic, amazing <laughs> song, Let It Go. Uh, mm-hmm. d- did you feel any pressure going into the recording of Into the Unknown, given, you know, Let It Go's massive popularity? I don't feel that way because Good. they might have felt <laughs> that way. The, the creative team might have felt all of those things that society sort of puts on them with bringing out a sequel. Um, but... I don't have control over that. I'm just, I was just so grateful to be back in with, with these guys and girls and being given a, a, an incredibly written song that furthers the story and the heart of this character. I think it's, I like the song even better, to be honest. And then there's another song at the end of Frozen called Show Yourself that I have that I think is beautiful. And I just, I really commend the Lopez's because they, come from story first it wasn't about trying to write another you know big hooky melody they wanted to make sure that this furthered the story properly and that they deepened and enriched uh, and 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 enriched these characters and 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 help them evolve into the the young women that they are so um they always come from story first which is why i think then that they are so successful because they're not um process driven in that way all right, hold, or, or result, they're not result-oriented is what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I want to hold your reindeer here just for a second, Adina. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you, said that you, you said that you liked Into the Unknown more than Let It Go, or did I mishear you? I, I don't want to misquote you correctly. <laughs> I would just go on the record saying I think that this film is better than the first. I wow. do. I love it. You know, But that's for whatever anybody, you know, take it, take, take it with a grain of salt. I just... Um, I love it. I, I, I love Let It Go. Obviously, it's been one of the great gifts of my life to have this song and this character in my life and what it represents and how it's allowed me to connect with audiences and all over the world and, and it's changed my life. Um, but I actually really, in, um, except for the really high note that's going to give me problems on a day where I have a cold, um, I love singing that song. It, may, you know, it makes me want to cry. It gives me goosebumps when I listen to the 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 underscore of it, the rolling bass line and the rhythm and everything. I just love it. You know, one last thing, you know, since, I mean, we're coming up at the end of the year. Um, do you have like some big plans for the holidays that you're allowed to share with us that doesn't like reveal your location? <laughs> um, like, do you have like, you know, big traditions that you do with your family? It's like, oh, we all go on a big family trip uh-huh. together, stuff like that. No, no. I have yeah, <laughs> no. So two answers. Traditions I have, I like to collect ornaments. I like to decorate the tree like every good Jewish girl does. <laughs> as soon as we we're allowed, we get we get the best ornaments and the prettiest um, tinsel. Um, and um, I love to collect ornaments from my travels and then sort of unwrap them with my son and um, talk about the memory associated with them um, for as long as he'll listen to me. And then. Um, uh, as far as travel plans, I've been so busy. I've been to London. I've been in four time zones in about two weeks. So I think I might just decorate the house and light a fire and hang out there and um, chill out with my family. 
We so appreciate your your time today, and I, it feels appropriate to end this with, we wish you the merriest. Hey. <laughs> I wish you the merriest, and I really, um, I really am honored that you have me on. It's a privilege, and um, thank you for talking about the album. It means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. bye. Everybody stand for this is so much for that warm holiday chat Adina she's just like I can't believe how sweet she is over the telephone you know what I mean yeah it's, it's hard to sort of have that sort of um kind of warm conversation yeah. fun conversation over the phone and yeah she was delightful okay now it's time for the charts that of the week I don't want a lot for Christmas. 25 years ago this week Mariah Carey hit the top 10 of the Billboard 200 albums chart with her first holiday album, Merry Christmas. The set rose 13 to 7 on the list dated December 3rd, 1994, on its way to a peak of number 3 two weeks later. Uh, The album, of course, launched the enduring hit song, All I Want for Christmas Is You, which rises 31 to 18 on the Hot 100 this week. The song actually has so far peaked at number 3, a peak it hit last holiday season. Mm-hmm. Mm, and of course, know. number one on our holiday 100. Well, yes, of course. Always. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas has spent more than 80 weeks on the Billboard 200 chart and has sold 5.7 million copies in the United States, making it the third largest selling holiday album since Nielsen Music began tracking sales in 1991. The album was reissued earlier this year for its 25th anniversary with an array of bonus tracks and a set climbs 36 to 21 on the latest Billboard 200 chart. So there you have it. This week in 1994, Mariah Carey hit the top 10 of the Billboard 200 with her first holiday album, Merry Christmas. the end of our big shoe our big santa shoe and i feel like i need to just say this in case anyone needs to hear it mariah wrote that song mariah carey wrote that song i think that people think because it's been around for 25 years it feels like a classic at this point and it's got a very you know kind of classic doo-wop-y feel to it mm-hmm. mariah carey wrote that song mariah carey's mariah carey's rolling around and all that publishing yes, money she is um, so what song should we go out on? Well, you know what? I loved that Merry Christmas album. I owned it. Um, Something other than All I Want for Christmas. Oh, Holy Night. Great. See you guys next time. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.